0: Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with Ban. Here at the Ban Arbitrage Network, we combine data and experience to help you win in the world of collectible finance. Welcome everyone, this is Breakfast with Ban. Today, we'll be covering some of the awesome reserve lift spikes that we've been seeing, and also discussing the card movements with the advent of the Pro Tour returning. I want to thank you all for taking time to join us today. Today, Wit and I are holding forth, and we're glad to have you with. We have a lot of major announcements coming forth in the next few weeks, some of which may even occur today, including a potential ban list update.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: We're here to, to listen and to watch for what's about to happen. But before we get into that, Wit, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, a little sleep-deprived, but, uh, you know, that's how it is sometimes honestly this is uh this is an exciting week because last week we as you said we've had a lot of crazy things happen like movement all over the place and honestly i'm looking forward to diving in on onto this
0: these movements are very important to us in the world of collectible finance because we kind of miss out on the initial brush unless you have time to to actively be doing this as your full-time job you're going to miss out on these initial spikes but also what we have is a lot of things that are moving that are secondary to that initial spike. So, we want to definitely move a lot of cards. We want to be aware and watching what's going on because this first Pro Tour qualifier that's happening is actually in Pioneer. Have you ever played Pioneer?
1: Uh, I have never played Pioneer. I played Modern a lot and I definitely played Standard back in the day, uh but never Pioneer. How about you?
0: I have played Pioneer once in a competitive tournament, and it was just before COVID. And it's really awkward, but that deck is still viable. Like nothing got banned in it after I played it, which normally happens.
1: Let me guess you were playing minotaurs.
0: Ah, not in pioneer, not in pioneer. No, not, not enough, not enough good minotaurs for pioneer. There are enough good (laughs) minotaurs for, for legacy though. Some of the other things that are happening, as long as we're talking about the pro tour right now, we have a lot of cards that could potentially move in modern or standard in the coming weeks.
1: Yeah, because right now we're seeing a lot of movement within the reserve list. I mean, I know we've talked about this for months. I mean, we've talked about this on the regular podcast. I think we brought this up with Bre- Breakfast with ban. We've talked a lot about, about this in the Discord channel as well. Um, it's a matter of fact that we were expecting that the reserve list would start seeing movement eventually. It was like it was not a, an if, but a when. And it seems like this might be the win. Um, so, cause for example, one of the cards we've seen is, uh, that has moved in the reserve list is it's a card called second chance. It's a blue enchantment that says when you have five or less life, you could sacrifice it to take an extra turn. And we saw movement recently of the card going from a just six to $8 and tripling up to about $24. I mean, I think it's cooling off a little bit now, but I believe the card... Had a lot of had had some recent exposure in the commander quarters video, so that's the reason why we're seeing this. But again, it's also a reserve list where that's pretty much. I mean, people want to park their money somewhere that's very safe.
0: Talking about reserve list cards, reserve list has been absolutely astonishing with what's been going on this past week. I watched a live as cards were being sold out. Uh, I watched a card go from. From about ten dollars to about twenty five, twenty seven, and I was absolutely astonished because I was twelve dollars above the TCG low at near mint.
1: Now, Unbelievable. what card were you watching? What card were you? I
0: watching? I was watching Didgeridoo.
1: Of course,
0: of yeah. course, Mister yeah. Minotaur
1: mm-hmm. with his Didgeridoo.
0: Yep, and Didgeridoo is being bought out because it is such an amazing card in a new Legacy deck called Minotaur Standstill. Now, it so just makes me laugh
1: about to say now that should probably be the reason you should start playing legacy the,
0: the the problem is is with didgeridoo uh we've seen the price drop but we've also seen the price not move much just over the past three months the card has went from about 30 dollars down to about 10 and now back up to about 24 25 maybe 30
1: yeah i think the I, honestly the problem is it's The card is in a set that has such a heavy supply. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to just see that movement go up and down for a very long time.
0: It's very true. There's the pupper in the background.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Sorry about that. It's uh, I live in an apartment. He gets very excited very quickly. So, so another card that we're seeing that we saw some movement as well from the reserve list, uh, it was a near double up. In fact, uh, it's a white enchantment from tempest it's called humility. So Mm -hmm. that was also, that was very interesting, interesting to see because. Again, it's just another good reserve list enchantment that sees casual and I don't know about competitive, but at least for sure, casual, um, you know, commander play. Yeah. For those who don't know what that does, long story short, the enchantment says all creatures become one ones without their abilities.
0: So one of the things that we have to remember is we're going to be talking about this same deck that's driving this fun card. Humility later on because it is being driven by some new commander play. One of the cards that we're seeing a lot of movement from right now is Chandra Dress to Kill. This is one of the top decks in Modern. It's mono red aggro and it's being played quite a bit in those mono red aggro lists. One of the other things is, is Chandra Dress to Kill is also being played in Modern. It's being played in mono-red mid-range decks, well, really token decks, mono-red tokens. So, things like Goblin and Rival Master, uh, Season Pyromancer, as well as Obosh decks. These are all being played right now, and it's, it's just starting to pick up steam. It's the mid-range deck, so it beats the early play mono-red burn, but it also kind of holds on to those tokens later on. So, quite a few decks, probably about 30 decks on MTG Goldfish. That are seeing this play, as well as over fifty for um, for Pioneer.
1: So, are these new decks that just started to come into play, or is this, uh, or do you think this is a response to the Pro Tour announcement?
0: No, this is a shift from Luris that's been going on. With Luris being banned, the mono the the, the one drop red decks are kind of getting a little bit bigger, and so mid range is a great place for it.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair call. Another movement that we're seeing, it's, uh, it's, it's a card called Argothian Enchantress. I think I said it right. So, this card has been around for a while. It has three printings it's from Urza Saga, Eternal Masters, and Judge. And it's also got a Judge promo printing as well. Yeah, um, I
0: still have one of those sitting around here somewhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the card. It's great. It's great for enchantment decks. Um, and I'm not sure exactly what drove this up, except that I think that it's from the Commander, uh, the recent Commander Go Shintai. For those who don't know who that is, that is basically the uh, new Shrine Commander. Honestly, it's just a solid card that just hasn't seen a printing in a while. This is a great card. I think we saw this card. I think it's around seventy to eighty dollars right now.
0: Yeah, so. and it's actually a, a really good card for arbitrage as well. If you can get them cheap and get them over here cheap, it'd be a good double up for you right now. You can get a you can get a copy of this card for about twenty five to to thirty five dollars uh, in Europe bring it over to the u.s sell it for 70 to 80 after fees you get about 10 bucks a card
1: yeah and i don't and i think the only thing i would suggest watching out for is this card is probably due for a reprints and we have a few areas mm. that that could end up in i could be the uh i don't know if it would show up in the uh upcoming D set but it could show up in the uh jumpstart too so you know if you want to invest into it don't invest too heavy but it doesn't hurt to Check out some smaller websites or local shops and try to buy it for 30, 35, 40 bucks.
0: If you're looking for a card to buy and hold for about three months, this will be the card. If, you're look, if you just need to set some money aside and do that, give it about three months. You'll be able to, to buy in Europe, get it over here in about a month, month and a half, and then be able to sell it online uh, over, the, over the next month and a half. I am, I am really harping on Pioneer today. Uh, Pioneer is one of those decks that I, one of those things that I really like and enjoy because I'm going to be watching probably four or five Pioneer tournaments this summer. It's actually because of the Pro Tour coming back. So the first Pro Tour qualifier is Pioneer, and the best deck in Pioneer right now is Winota. Join our forces. This is a Humans Token style deck where when you attack in, you get more and more cards from your library. And it's, it's really fun to, to play because you just get this massive card advantage. And you're able to just spew out so many cards and so many tokens all at once. And Naya Midrange is where people want to be. This card is actually seeing a ton of play. It moved from about $10 to about $25 this past week. And I don't think that it will be the last time we see this card jump. Because people are just now realizing that they need it for Pioneer qualifiers. So we're gonna to continue to watch it. We're gonna to continue to watch this card slowly creep up. If you have an opportunity to get in at on Winota under, I wanna say, what, about, about 15 bucks?
1: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: You know, it would be great to be able to buy these right now and then just put them in the back of, of the closet for a month. And once we hit midsummer, as people are ramping into being qualified for the tournament, it's going to start jumping up. I could imagine this card going to thirty dollars a piece.
1: Yeah, the supply there is a decent supply out there, but also at the same time, it is for my which is a set that is no longer in print. It sees play in Pioneer and it also sees play in Commander as well as one of the top Boros commanders.
0: Yeah. So standard, Pioneer, Commander, all of those things, all of the All of the cards that people want to be playing right now, those are the decks it's in. It's one of the top cards. At the same time, I wonder if this card could face a ban in the coming weeks. I'm just saying.
1: We could see a ban today for all we know. So another card, and I am very excited to see that this card saw movement because I just talked about it in the regular podcast, and I've also speculated about this card on the Discord channel months ago. We have finally started seeing movement in Gaia's Touch. This is a green enchantment from the dark. It's just a common, but not just a common. It is a common from the dark, So there's no and there's no other printings. And this is literally one of my favorite cards to spec on. Like, I have over 100 copies of this in the Mint. Uh, so for those who don't know, Gaia's Touch is a green enchantment, costs 2 mana. It's similar to Exploration, but only for basic forests. And you can sacrifice it to add two green mana to your mana pool. Uh this is an ED- I believe this is a recent EDH spec from uh because of a new cat dick or something from Jetmere. I don't know a whole lot about it, but hey, you know what? Props to Jetmere to pumping my favorite card up. Uh because guy's touch went from like two and a half, three dollars, it is now a five or six dollar card. As long as the card does not see a reprint, this thing is going to continue to rise uh at a at a very solid rate and even if it does see a reprint it is the only old bordered version and it is from the dark which means it's from a four horsemen set so this card i love this card i think this is going to continue to rise
0: yeah this is one of those cards that you want to keep an eye on as well for go shintai this is a fantastic card that goes in that commander deck as well we're continuing on and moving forward i'm back on pioneer One of my favorite cards that I have made so much money on. I think I have owned over 100 copies in my short career in MTG Finance. This is one of those cards that I absolutely love. I have bought it at 10 and sold at 20. I have bought it at 8 and sold at 16. I have bought it at 3 and sold at 10. But we're talking about Arclight Phoenix.
1: Ah, the Phoenix.
0: I keep on buying them and I keep on selling them. And then people keep opening them. And then I keep buying and selling and buying and selling. It's great. TCG Direct right now has it at $10. It is one of the top decks in Pioneer. Blue Red Phoenix is the name of the deck. The fun part though is there's actually a second card in the deck that makes it even better. The second card is Thing in the Ice. Ooh. This is a card that is not being talked about a lot right now, but you got to keep watching Thing in the Ice because even though it's a, a even though it's a rare, it still has the same trajectory as Blue Red, as Arclight Phoenix. So we well, want to keep that in mind.
1: Well, this is also not like a new card either. Like we've seen, thinking of the see mm-hmm. a lot of modern play before, and I believe it's even seen pioneer play. So it has shown in the past, time and time again, that it is a card that is worth playing in competitive decks.
0: And this is a card that you want to watch because there's actually less copies of Thing in the Ice than there is of Light Phoenix. Because Light Phoenix was actually a card printed in an ancillary product. Thing in the Ice has less copies. We're looking at it right now at about $7 at TCG Low. Direct has it at 13 That's a much better option than... Uh, arc like Phoenix right now. And so yeah. both, both cards are very important to the deck. Both are very something that we want to watch. So let's pay attention to what's going on in the world of pioneer.
1: Sounds great. So we've talked a lot about like what is happening and you know, what's happened recently. Um, we've talked about like what's happened last week here. So there are some things that we should be watching out for from here on now as part of the MTG finance community. Um, so first off, I want to say we need to pay attention to the meta of Pioneer, which you've done a great job with, Father Ken. I've i fallen behind quite a bit on that, so I have a lot of homework to do. But I encourage everybody to keep an eye out on what are some of the key cards in the top decks, especially checking out the mana bases. One of the cards we talked about here in the disc in the band Discord is uh, Botanical Sanctum. You know, as one of the many cards like those Fastlands. So there's a lot of just very, yeah, there are tons of very good picks for Pioneer. And we're going to continue to see more movement the closer we get to Pro Tour events. I would also say playable cards that are in the reserve list. I mean, we have seen a lot of movement. It's cooled down a little bit, but I mean, we're going to see more and more reserve list buyouts continue to spike. So cards like Helm of Obedience, other cards like City of Solitude, Retribution of the Meek, Apocalypse, Cards that are playable in EDH, but also reserve list, keep an eye on the supply and pick, the, pick up cheap copies whenever you can because these cards will go up. It's not so much of an if, it's very much of a when. So it might be tomorrow, it might be today, it might be next week, it might be next month, it might be next year. But again, these are great places to park money. So, keep, so to recap on those two, Pioneer, reserve list. Those are two big movements to watch out for.
0: Definitely want to be watching out as well, the Streets of New Capenna are just starting to be spoiled, Uh, cards from that set. Cards like Lord Xander are something that is really driving EDH demand, as well as some of those reserve list cards, and really, when we talk about it, Pioneer cards as well. Uh, Cards like Bruvac from Jumpstart, cards like Fennex, the Mill cards, those play very well with Lord Xander, as well as cards like Helm of Obedience we want to definitely be on the watch for those and be able to uh, keep our eyes focused on what's happening with the new spoilers. Now, I want to thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Ben, and thank you, Wit, for taking time out of your day to spend 15, 20 minutes with us so that we could discuss the world of collectible finance. I'm glad to be here. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.